0: Before we get to our show, I have an ask of you, the listener. If you're new to us or you've enjoyed us for over the last four plus years and have gotten value out of listening, whether that be a new place to eat or a conversation that you've enjoyed, please consider sending some value our way. If you'd like to send a monetary amount, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal, and we are at Fatterday Omaha, that's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A, we would appreciate it, and 20% of those funds will go to a food-based program or charity and add value to other people's lives. If you don't have funds to spare, we'd appreciate your time and skills in sharing us on social, recommending us to others, liking and subscribing to the podcast, or maybe you have awesome skills like graphic design, marketing, or anything else. Email us at fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Let's get to our show. You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha.
1: Saturday Omaha.
0: Eat this. Great part is I'll do some amazing professional intro like Hi, this is Dave with Saturday Omaha, and I am sitting in the palatial KIOS studios, uh, getting ready to talk to Jackie Robbins, who is the owner, operator, and pitmaster. We'll talk about that in just a second for Rib Shack Omaha, and Jackie. How are you doing this evening?
1: I am doing excellent.
0: Well, good. Well, first of all, of course, I got to tell you, you know, thank you for your time coming out uh, talking to me. I know there's always stuff to do at the restaurant all the time, mm-hmm. and so thanks for coming out to see me. And you and I have been talking yeah. for months, if not more than that, on on getting you on the show or doing something together. So I'm glad you're here. So yes, thanks for being I'm here. I'm
1: excited. Thank you for having. Me. Oh, this is so good. And thank you for what you do, because I'm I'm sure like myself and a lot, of, a lot of other restaurant owners Just to share The content and information Like you know I'm more hands on I kind of on top of cooking I do marketing I, I do a lot but some people don't Don't have that or do that So right. for you to Share and show pictures And come out and I, I you know you guys Are really hope you know Dear to my heart what you oh. guys do Take time out you know to do that Because it's a lot of a lot of time and effort that you put into that you know thank to, you the content and the writing and the pictures and, thank you and it, the food and all that's <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah oh absolutely the, the
0: the food is the fun part but you're but you're absolutely right and and, and thank you for mentioning that because it does take some time that i i have such a we have such a great food community in omaha mm-hmm. and you know anytime you see a picture on fatter Day or anything like that it's going to be a place that I, Dave Zorico, if you bumped into me on the street, you're like, where should I go eat? It's going to be one of those places. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put any places on there that people shouldn't go. So if you see something on her, it's it's because I like it and Mm -hmm. I want to share it. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, Rib Shack being a little bit of a a newer entry into the Omaha barbecue scene. But there's a lot of uh great Omaha spots that have really come up over Mm -hmm. the last couple years. Mm -hmm. You guys being one of them. Um but I I I sort of want to let's start at the beginning. Okay. If you will. Because if I recall the original rib shack that you owned as well and, and with your husband, Malcolm, uh, was in St. Louis, right? Yes, yes. So tell me about about how long ago was that and, and maybe tell me a little bit about the vibe there because you, you you post pictures and things every once in a while, kind of throwback stuff to mm-hmm, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like a fun and inviting place of which your, your new spot is too.
1: But tell me a little bit about how it all began. Oh yeah, so it, it all began um, mid early two thousand. Um, it was a family it was actually a family dream to have a restaurant and my husband's dream. So we, we pretty much um at this time in our life we were doing we were doing we were totally in a different space financially than we are now. Yeah. Um and we were uh we I was actually before we got into it I was in I was an insurance broker. I actually oh, right had on. my own agency and my husband was a, a licensed plumber, so we were in totally different fields. Even though wow. cooking was always something that that was a passion for both of both sides of our family. Yeah, cook and have like recipes that go all the way back to grandma, and you know, so we we both ha- cooking and food has always been just a uh, experience for us. Me and my husband, we love we always been natural, you know, foodies. Yeah love barbecue and so oh, yeah um the barbecue business it just it just was uh uh, uh came into our lives you know by yeah. our mentor uh-huh. he was he had just kept you know he knew we wanted to be in the restaurant business and our um uh, jerry brown okay he um he's um he's in heaven now but um, mm. he was our mentor our father and he got us in the business and pretty much coached us along the way and um all his kids, and, and so we've been around a lot of restaurant owners, and all his kids are restaurant owners, or chefs, or cooks, or caterers, um, and they have been successful as well. And we got into the business, and um, uh, and we, uh, you know, we really still we, even though I like to cook, and my husband liked to cook, we still uh-huh. the business side of the cooking and business side is two different things. Oh so, yeah. We were we went in blindsided didn't really know a lot so uh-huh. we learned and and learned and critique and kept going as we you know we open but the we one of the, our things was me and my husband like I said are foodies so yeah in designing the menu I eat pork uh-huh. <laughs> this is funny but he doesn't so. Oh, okay when we designed the menu uh years ago we was gordon, gordon according to our taste buds uh huh sure sure on of top course. of of wanting to prior to bagging up before we opened, we went on a almost like you we went on a a, a, a visit of a variety of different barbecue places oh, all nice. over like one of our we would go we were uh traveling cuz our youngest son he was one with a birth defect, and we would have mm. to go to the, this hospital called Dr. Paley's uh, George Institute, where he had a procedure done, a okay. limb lengthening procedure. And down there, it was McGray's barbecue. He had this old, back, uh, like, a, a truck and, yeah. like, the backyard-style barbecue with the oh, Carolina-style yeah. sauce. So we, you know, we would just, on our travel there and traveling during the summer, we would just hit from Texas to Oklahoma to, you know, we were just hitting all the spots. Even um, uh, in D.C., we, you know, we went to a couple barbecue just tasting. And, you know, we like the food, just getting the experience and just pulling and grabbing and just trying to see, you know, what we were going to bring back home. And um, the biggest thing when we opened, we wanted to hit the areas, making sure that, uh, our sides were good mm-hmm. and homemade, fresh uh, daily. The meat was good and tender, mm-hmm. uh, and we actually uh, we we studied under um, Mike Mills. He's a barbecue legend. My husband and my son, they we actually went to his classes and studied under him. So oh, nice. we were pulling, even though we had some some barbecue knowledge is just cooking at home and from my uncle back in the day. My uncle, my dad, they pit masters and love to cook and grill and be excited about oh, yeah. getting new uh barbecue tools and you know all those things yeah. we still was just we really big on knowledge and trying to pull and gather and so we just started gathering and pulling and, yeah. and just learning we just jumped in and um we knew we wanted to hit all areas we're making the sides good the sauce was good and our meat was good in quality. Yeah. So we, we that was our first base of how we set, you know, the temple of the business. And then we wanted to make sure that the hospitality and the customer service was good because in our community, and I love everybody, but in the African-American community, it's always been kind of a thing where uh, we had. Poor customer service, or it's been a um a cloud that what people mm. would put over some African American businesses, mm-hmm. and we all we just try to break those barriers down that we mm. we you know as African American businesses we can have great service, great customer service, great food, you know all the things that all all restaurants you know have yeah. so those were the barriers that we were trying to break and in, in being consistent. The mm. consistency, consistency of opening on time, the consistency of having every, your food there, uh, the quality of the food being stocked and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were the fundamentals of how we built our brand from ground level. Yeah. On top of bringing the community side in, we always been heavily involved in the community. So, in St. Louis we would we would do charity work um, I was oh, a nice. part of this organization called Hashtag #lunchbag uh-huh. where we would gather it was all based off it started in California based off of social media where people every from all it was so beautiful mm-hmm. from different nationalities every white black it was just like the true meaning of how you're supposed to gather together yeah. to support your community and we would come together and we were and with my um Suppliers, I would get them to sponsor, and we would be, we were like the major, one of the major sponsors and organizers, a part of hashtag that partnered with another young lady. Her name was Shanice Mm -hmm. um, uh, McComb, and she was uh, the head of it. And we met her together. We would, we would feed over a thousand people. Oh my gosh! uh, A month. Wow. And uh, one of the most beautiful things was, on top of that, was being able to provide. Jobs, because I never forget one time in my life at our downtown. Because we had two locations. Oh, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, we had
1: two locations, and both of our locations was a brick and mortar stand alone, stand alone, -alone, and we always had drive throughs. Oh, so it was the concept has always been a takeout style concept, but you can dine in, and we had the the soul food. I mean, you was three times as big.
0: Oh my goodness. We had
1: meatloaf, we had every day, we had stream beans, mashed potatoes, we had turkey wings, <laughs> we had beef ribs, turkey ribs, spare ribs, baby back ribs. Oh my we had goodness. bratwurst. We had our meal was huge. Yeah. It was it was huge and I mean like er- wow. everybody had their favors but we sold a lot. Wow. Yes, of everything. Here the brisket and the pulled pork have become more popular here. Sure, I mean it's popular in St. Louis, but uh-huh. here is more of a demand.
0: I see. Yeah, than
1: St. Louis was for us in our in our community because we served everybody. We hit that was that's and that's the most beautiful thing to me about food. Yeah, because it's a everybody comes together to eat. It's no white and black. It's no racial boundaries. Right. It's just a beautiful thing that you can serve, and people can to come. Come together, Yeah. So um, in telling my story about the young man, I gave a, a young man a job and I never forget the feeling of of just, you know, being more than just a, f- a restaurant, but being really. Yeah. A f- I call myself a a, a food philanthropist. Cause, Ooh, I like that. Yes. Yeah, so being able to touch lives and help the community, I feel that's like our due diligence. Our, yeah. What we're supposed to do in I never forget when the young man, uh, he was, we had a back-to-school event with Hashtag, the organization I would, we would put on this big back-to-school event. I would get with the aldermen of the community. They'll let me block off the street, and I would do backpacks and food, feed the whole community. I mean, thousands of back. I would partner with, with, um, like, Walmart and different organizations to help, you know, Put this on, yeah, and it would be so beautiful. And um, this young man, he was helping in the lot. Just came out picking up trash, and you know, he just came out of the blue, just trying to help. Sure. And he and I was like, "You need a job?" And he was like, "Yes, I get. I got him a job." And mind you, he was homeless. He had been staying in a tent down the street because the oh, homeless uh, community was is really, really where we were at was really at a high rate Mm, and mm -hmm. they were asleep under the bridges and tents and different things. And I just thought that was such a beautiful thing for me to be able to give someone a job. And then the touching piece of when he came, when he did get his first check and he came in screaming and crying, miss Jackie, miss (laughs) Jackie, I got the keys to my apartment.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And that was like, like, wow. like, like I'm a fake person. I'm like God. That is what this is all about. That's what I wow. do. You know, that's to make the difference and change somebody's life. Because it's one thing to feed uh-huh. someone, but to make a difference where you provide a job for them to that's keep going. Level. That's, yeah. So. Wow!
0: Wow! So you had the two restaurants, the big menu, these these large events. That's such an awesome story. So I, I love the fact that, like, you set out with this business plan to provide all aspects of the things that you would like to see in a restaurant, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but the result of doing what you love and what you wanted to do then resulted in, in like an unexpected impact on mm-hmm. on people and community, mm-hmm. which is, which is really cool. Um my goodness. Well but before we leave St. Louis and, and make it to Omaha, which is where Rib Shack is currently, mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit about what makes St. Louis style barbecue St. Louis style barbecue.
1: St. Louis style barbecue what makes it is it's the flavor. Mm. I say the flavor, because it's no it's no flavor like we just I don't know if you've seen it, but we got ranked in twenty twenty two. To as the best world's best barbecue, na- world's best St. Louis did. St. Louis did. St. Very Louis nice. got ranked as the world's best barbecue, and I thought that was so awesome. But I I just really believe it's the flavor because everywhere you go, people put it's the flavor that that's put into the 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 barbecue. It's not just the technique, mm-hmm. but it's more so to me the flavor.
0: Gotcha. And and you guys and and you don't have to give away any rib shack secrets, but I'll ask: What type of woods do you guys usually use for for most of your barbecue? And you can say I, I can't tell you. That's okay. I, 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 I mean,
1: I'll give that. you a little little all taste. Right. I, I right. do put a little cherry in there. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. A okay. little touch of cherry. <laughs> all right, all right,
0: all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, because I know I know if you if you start asking pit masters about what's in your rib rub that type of thing, it's like mm, that's dangerous territory. Yeah, so yeah, I don't want to yeah. get there. Okay, all right. But
1: I do have to brag. I make my my own rub nice i make my own s- seasoning um so th- awesome. the sauce i'm in there i'm you know I'm, i have to make it from scratch um prayfully uh we working towards uh getting grants and different things so we can get the seasoning in a, a bottle or whatever but oh yes. so if
0: i wanted some some rib shack rib rub at home then, mm-hmm. then that might happen mm-hmm. no, that'd be
1: that'd be kind of nice yeah.
0: thanks for being part of our show We're going to head to a few messages, but Fatterday Omaha will be right back with Jackie Robbins of Rib Shack. Quick break and a note that if you'd like to support our show, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal with the handle at Fatterday Omaha. That's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A and if money isn't the thing but you have talents or time you can lend our way just shoot us an email at fatterdayomaha at gmail.com or share and interact with us on social and help us grow back to the show welcome back to fatterday omaha dave zorko here and today we're talking with jackie robbins of rib shack smokehouse at 10841 q street suite 105. she and husband malcolm have been through so much but you will see a smile when you see jackie and some barbecue just might put a smile on your face. Let's get to the show. Well, speaking of, of Rib Shack and home, since Omaha is home currently. Yes, it is. So how does Rib Shack in Omaha, uh, roughly off 108th and Q there, how does it differ from, from the St. Louis location? And how did how did it get started here?
1: We came here... Not for a restaurant, even though we were in the restaurant business, barbecue business in St. Louis. We came because my husband Malcolm needed a heart transplant. Mm. This Rib Shack, different from the other one, in uh, so many ways, because this was a, a blessing to us. You mm-hmm. know, we had been at a high level one one point a points a time in our life where we were, you know, our sales were consistent at. Oh, million in sales. You know, we were at a height, you know, where wow. we built a bi- a business from ground level and then come down where you don't have anything anymore. Mm. You know, all the success, all those things that we had, we didn't have anything. You're back all, to the
0: beginning again. Back to
1: the beginning again. And all that success and everything couldn't get my husband a heart, you know. Oh, my gosh.
0: It, you know, ugh.
1: he came on a mission uh, by himself to uh, Nebraska Uh, 2018 after we closed we closed in 2016 okay uh rib shack he had uh this was the first time out of the time we had been in business that he had more of a a life and death situation come about Um, throughout the time in business he had heart failure and heart issues Mm. 10 years in the business but this was the first time that we had because he had Went into a coma. He had a brain bleed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he had an LVAD, which is a left ventricle device, and some people use it as a destination. Some people use it as a bridge to transplant. Malcolm's was a bridge to you know transplant. Thank goodness. Yes. And but um, in the process of waiting, he he went through a lot of trauma. He had the brain bleed and the stroke, went into a coma and was Mm. in the coma for thirty days and five open-heart surgeries total, Whoa. four strokes, brain bleed. so a lot of trauma he went through. And um, actually, when he was talking about coming to Omaha, I'm like, because by this time, his heart had... Failed it was at 7% after going through this trauma. He barely could walk when oh. he, because it took about two years to recover uh-huh. uh, from all the, the trauma that he had went to, with uh, from the brain bleeding stroke. And I'm like, he was talking about coming to Omaha by himself. I'm like, you crazy? <laughs> you talking about going to Omaha, you barely could walk. And I'm not going to be there, family. And then we don't really have financial, you know, support or help like we used to. Right. He he was determined. He said, "I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I might not make it, mm-hmm. but I was I'm going to try." And he came. He stepped out on faith and he came in um 2018 is when he got here. Yeah. And um it was a it took a process because in the transplant world, you had to uh, if you if he would have went to Joplin, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, he would have been in the same region mm-hmm. and he could have just, you know, stayed on the list. But when he stepped outside the region and come to Nebraska, he had to start the whole process over. Mm. And by this time, you know, heart at a different level. Now we're dealing with the brain issues and the heart. So it wasn't it was a gamble. Yeah. But God was in control. He got on the list. In July of 2020, during the pandemic, the most craziest time of the world. For sure. He got, he got the call. And, wow,
0: and so they did the actually did the transplant during the pandemic. So that I mean that's just multiple levels of wow. Well, and and just listeners, by the way, Malcolm is like sitting like right here, so he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. We're let's let's you know we're gonna keep putting positivity in here, which yes. obviously we're getting to that part. Yeah, of the Yeah, we're too. getting to that. So yeah, yes. yeah. Oh so my gosh. yes,
1: he is. He's going. God bless him. He got the heart. Uh, right and literally right when he was about to give up, he was like, oh, "I'm not getting the heart." And is at this time I had left. Home. So another piece about me that you have to know about: I started having a passion to after I left home. My mm-hmm. dad had passed. Mm. Um, Malcolm came to Nebraska. I went to uh, Georgia, but ended up living in Birmingham. But I started helping other restaurant owners oh. develop like a, I would say like a, a um, hardship plan or some type uh, of plan to okay. put in place because, especially small businesses and especially in the. African American community, it would be, it would be a lot of restaurants that used to be there, and mm-hmm. because we didn't have our financial uh, or our foundation strong mm-hmm. for when a hardship or because a lot of us, like myself, we're you know we're in the business, so if someone gets sick and if we don't have that procedure, or the policies in place, or right. that for the business to keep going, then a lot of times or the financial backing and support, a lot of times the restaurants. You know End up closing And yeah. then you'd be like Oh I remember Such and such over there They used to have The best You know This and the best And they're not there know, They're not there Like I used to hear about Like we always ask Who was the best barbecue Like they used to say Skeets used to be On oh, 24th Street Yeah I guess he passed fashion. away You know yeah. And they, nobody wanted To keep his legacy going And mm-hmm. you know So so I started kind of like doing that and start helping restaurants
0: you know what's so interesting about that so you were doing that was at like 2019 2018 mm-hmm. 2018. 2018 so uh, unbeknownst to you two years later mm-hmm. there's a global pandemic right and probably I'm hoping I'm hoping so that some of those restaurants that you helped out to give them that financial backing plan and that preparation maybe some of them weathered the pandemic better because of your, help ahead of time mm-hmm. that's they really did and they cool. still
1: doing good and they expanded and getting wow. having other multiple other locations now mm-hmm. you know and so yes oh that's they great did great yes wow
0: okay so we're gonna have to have like episode two or something I don't know. <laughs> so so in omaha so you came to omaha because yes. malcolm needed a heart mm-hmm. malcolm got a heart thank goodness right yes. and so yes. yes we are good there and what what month or what day or give or take did rib shack Open in Omaha. When did that happen?
1: So Rib Shack opened March of 2021. Actually, we had our grand opening in March of 2021, but we okay. actually uh, didn't open until Easter, that Easter weekend of 2021, or okay. whatever. So, but uh we got blessed with Rib Shack because it wasn't planned. Like I didn't come and say, "Ooh, I'm coming for a Rib Shack." Uh-huh. Um, Just strictly for Malcolm. God blessed with it. I tell everybody, all we had was our faith. Our smoker and our recipes <laughs> didn't have the traditional startup capital, um, so yeah. the grind was a little harder, you know. And do, open during COVID, so it was even made it even tougher, you mm-hmm. know. Because and then a new market trying to learn because you know we couldn't. I I took some stuff from the menu that we had in St. Louis, but I couldn't take everything, everything. because first it was just too much. COVID, you know, you don't, you know, you didn't have access to a lot of things that you right. normally would. And then not knowing, you know, how to market, you know, would take it. You have to, you know, everybody loves barbecue and everybody loves southern style. But still not knowing the full market, I didn't want to just over, you know, yeah. have our menu. Our menu is already broad. It way. is big because yes. you've
0: got like two, three types of ribs. Easy because you got the, the beef ribs, the pork ribs, the turkey ribs. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's, that's already a lot plus everything else and all the sides. So mm-hmm. even your current menu
1: Kind of big, yeah. So. It was big, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so we open up, and um, uh, Malcolm had got COVID, and so and he oh. was still, he was still, you know, so recovering from the heart, recovering heart. So I it was me. I was, I was taking orders. I um, know because every time
0: I was in there, I saw you doing everything. Yeah, with, doing still every, with a smile on your face yes, every time.
1: Though. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so and and but I, I'm I'm happy. This that's what makes it different. This time is more. I mean, we always had a personal touch and mm-hmm. um, with the uh, in good customer service, but more so, I was on the on the management side, training everybody. Now sure. this is like me in the heart of the business. That yeah. made it different. And then now, when Malcolm's getting better, he comes to you know chip help out sometime. I mean, he can't really work like you know he would previous before he got sick, but he still. People like to see him, so he likes to show his face and sure. be there. People are like, yeah, they want this. Malcolm got the heart. Some people he likes to be there. And, yeah, and, but I, I got my son just come to help. Got my daughter, so we got my. I got uh, like uh, like my. He's like a father to me there, mm-hmm. uh, and he's working there, and you know just. People just they, you know, and and we built it off of volunteers because I didn't have anybody helping and people I didn't even know people here. Right, because you're brand new to the community. brand new, and people were coming out like uh, business owners was coming just helping. Oh, that's really, great. the the really the first year and really this year too has been. Really, family and volunteers. I haven't fully had a full team, yeah. but that's the difference. That's the biggest difference of because before I had over fifty staff. You know, I had a lot of people now. Yeah, with the two restaurants and all yeah, that. Two, yeah, but yeah. but this has now just been me and and family and friends just coming together, and just helping. And so it's been it's been so a great. it's been a, a totally different and the con the connection of. Of we have with our customers has been different because now, like they have, they get to meet me and we just like a bond. And I, uh-huh. I really love Omaha because I love to see people still take their moms out and their dads. They have a meet like I met you and your man. They come in. Yeah, have you meet. met half my family. Yeah, that have, day. yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. Like I be like everybody's family when they come to the rib shack. Like we become family. Mm-hmm. I get to meet the mom, the grandma, and it's just a personal. So that to me. It's the difference from St. Louis. It, we knew people, but uh-huh. it was just, it wasn't that family, touch, personal. It, it's just the vibe is different.
0: Dave here. Hope you're enjoying our talk with Jackie Robbins. She's the one you might hear a, hi, welcome to Rib Shack, when you go for a bite. You can find them at 10841 Q Street, Suite 105. And you can find the rest of our conversation right here this discussion here this is going to be a little bit of a roller coaster so we went down we came back up
1: yeah. I, i'm going
0: to take it down a little bit cuz i want to talk about this just real quick and then and then we're going to bring it back up again mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about the 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 easy er of the two topics which is that um, People kept stealing your signs. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, that was.
0: <laughs> Is that done yet? People stop stealing well, Rib Shack signs, please. Well,
1: we don't have any signs out right now for them to steal. Oh, so
0: they're just gone. <laughs> so
1: they're gone because we got really tired of replacing oh. because it just it had just been ongoing and and we not uh, we tried to do an investigation to see we we uh-huh. found one but we wasn't sure, you know who who was around it to the point we had the. Councilman come out and yeah. he was like, it wasn't them doing it. It wasn't the city because, you know, we tried to do our own little investigation. Like, OK, who could have been, you know, oh, maybe make sure it wasn't the city. Like, maybe, oh, we didn't
0: have a permit. or Yeah. Something yeah. Or making whatever. sure yeah.
1: we we were in compliance because we are new. Yeah. we don't know. Sure. Lots of uh, rules. Lots of rules. And every state is different. So right, right. we was trying to learn. And, you know, so well, wh- we haven't put any more out. But Ugh. which now people know about us a little bit. So we're not where we were last year. We're still not where we want to be or where we were. We're not even yeah. halfway where we were in St. Louis, but yeah. We yeah. Just, we're just grateful to be here because mm. after – we lost our son this year.
0: That was the hardest thing that I was going to get into. My gosh! After coming here and and Malcolm with a heart transplant, mm-hmm. and then you lost your son. Yeah. So and that and and he was living in St. Louis at the mm-hmm. time. He was
1: living in St. Louis.
0: Jiminy Christmas. So you you I, if I recall, you guys had to travel back down there for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like we that. just
1: stayed there because they had other kids and just <sighs> the money. We didn't have the money to be going back and forth. And then on top of that, we didn't know what really happened. We were trying to get, you know, answers and, you know, we had to bury them not Mm -hmm. really knowing all the details about what happened to him. So that made it hard. But yeah, so we came back, we were like we one financially we didn't have the money to re you know, have to be in close well, to yeah, yeah, start. The, oh. Yeah, the
0: close you you've been through COVID. You, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure you know there's I I have a feeling there's ongoing medical bills for mm-hmm. to keep Malcolm because I, I think before this interview you said you were up at the hospital mm-hmm. with doing things. Mm-hmm. So and then to having to travel down there and is I can't I have children as well I can't imagine that level of sadness mm-hmm. on top of and then when you come back, then you have to deal with the financial impact of the thing that's still providing for medical care for Malcolm and your own income and those things. And Mm -hmm. that is so much on your shoulders. It's so much. But somehow you, this is where I wanted to bring it back up again. You fought through that. You fought through losing your son and all these things, and you still have a smile on your face every time I see you. What continues to drive that smile to keep reappearing on your face all the time.
1: I think it's all of the above the community. Like I one lady that she's my good friend, Miss Kathy, like when I came back, you know, you never know what people going through. And then you you never know how your story can impact and and help somebody else to keep going. So I think all the above the community, they've been so – we love Omaha like Omaha is our our home our family we love Omaha like you know a lot of people be like oh Omaha people be wanting but you guys don't really realize coming from living in a big city I lived in St. Louis Atlanta Birmingham you really don't understand what you have you have a really good thing here and Mm -hmm. I love we love the people that like they family you know and one of my customers she lost her son oh my gosh and we were on the news together and we had you know she had been coming and I I knew her I knew her by her name and she would come and support us the little time we had been open we hadn't been open that long before we lost our son yeah and then when we came back and we decided to open which was hard and uh, our other kids was like mom and dad you know that our son, his name is Malcolm, but we called him Jr. because he was a junior. Oh, sure, right on. So he, they said Jr. would want us to open and keep going. So mm. when they said that, that was like our motivation to to keep going and keep the legacy of the of our family business uh, going to be able to uh, you know help family if we need help the community because that's really what the 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 drive behind what we do being able to to help people and as we keep going that's that's the energy and the drive to be yeah. able to be in that position on top of seeing smiles when they taste the good food and they mm-hmm. be like oh you got the best ribs and ah oh, just one customer had requested me to make some apple cobbler I never had made <laughs> apple cobbler before It'd he's be like please make me some apple cobbler it's gonna I'm going to tell you what else I took his advice and I add my own little recipe and yeah. tweak and I made apple cobbler and he was so, he was like, see, she made me apple. I made, I made it enough to sell uh, for everybody. Oh, so you made a lot. Then. I made a lot, but <laughs> just those things are in meeting. Um, we meet a lot of great people. Walk, we meet people from Alaska, Colorado, people passing through, going to mm. New York. and I mean, just people just stop through, you know, and, and everybody has a story. You know? Yeah, and Miss Kathy, her story made her become good friends from that. She checks on me; I check on her, and mm-hmm. you know the bonds you get. You know, and connect with people, and yeah, and it's like you know we got a lot of friends and family now. We came with had not really having a lot of people we knew here, but now it's like we we just been bonded with the community and just friends and family, and um, I'm excited about just being here.
0: That's so great, and and. I, I like what you, you said a little bit ago, which was, you know, you don't know somebody's story. Mm-hmm. And there's a phrase that I, I really like, which is assume positive intent. So, you know, let's say somebody works for you and they come in and they're real angry or they're late that day mm-hmm. or whatever. Like you've got a couple of options. You can be mad at them for being late or you can ask them the question, are you okay? Because mm-hmm. you don't know what happened to you them on the way to work. If, you know, if you were to bump into somebody or I, I am in, you know, what's going on? And, you know, you don't know that maybe somebody had their sign stolen that mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody spilled coffee in their lap or whatever. And so I love that as, you know, you, you know. Hear somebody out. See mm-hmm. what they have to mm-hmm. say. The The Rib Shack is, is a welcoming place. Even, I think I was there, I don't know, maybe the first week or two was real quick after you guys opened. I don't even think you had got all the paint mm-hmm. on the front counter yet. Yeah. It was like half painted because yeah. you were yeah. still construction <laughs> and all that kind of thing. It's so neat to see the the fact that the community has has welcomed you, that, that you feel welcome. That makes mm-hmm. me so happy mm-hmm. that the other Businesses around Omaha, because that's one thing that I've observed too. It seems to me that most of the businesses, the the restaurants around Omaha, if you're down on your luck or you're having a bad day, they're going to do everything they can to yes, to help you out. Yes, you know, yes,
1: I I think so, and I and I love that about Omaha because yeah, uh, we you know we have met a lot of great people in the restaurant. You know, uh, from Miss um, Gladys, Big Mama, she oh, comes yeah. support us and like she knew what she you know ordered catering from us and some of the stuff we make she makes but she came to support and she's been you know like a big sister mentor just even though I've been in the industry for a long time but I always say you always need a mentor even no matter how smart how much knowledge you have you always need somebody that you can uh, go to and you know and so I love her dearly and, and she support me and I support her and
0: if I could get Big Mama's mac and cheese and Rib Shack mac and cheese, like in the same meal, I I might just be done right there, like with <laughs> life, because both, both of you make, a I, I love creamy mac and cheese, mm-hmm. and you both just nail it. I, I, I love that so much. um. So that's cool. Yeah, B- Big Mama's is, is doing good things. But that's fun, too, that you said that you always need a mentor. Uh, I was uh, at a, a virtual conference recently, and it was point, pointed out that, you know, everybody can use a mentor. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is you can have multiple mentors, too, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And and feeling maybe vulnerable is the right word, but, like, you, you have to be strong to run a business. You have to be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to still ask questions and ask for advice. And and you'll – like you said, you, you'll keep – you said, like, through your traveling – that you like to learn and grow, and it's the same thing of talking to other people, mm-hmm. and and for you know big mamas and, and Gladys and, and reaching out and seeing maybe what's going on because your your restaurants are in different areas, mm-hmm. so maybe seeing what's going on in each place or in mm-hmm. you know navigating the Omaha scene that's beautiful, mm-hmm.
1: that's, that's mm-hmm. so great. Yep, and uh, even our friend, we went to go uh, see our friend at uh, our at pool barbecue, yeah. Oh yeah, down there yeah. in Brock Brook. I haven't mm-hmm. been down there yet. Yeah, that's pretty good. We had those uh pork fries and Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. Corey's he's a he's a he's a great guy. Yeah, he's really great. We met him and people were like, Okay, who's your competition? Like I honestly I feel that in the restaurant and especially in the barbecue it's really no competition Because everybody has, have their own flavor Right, you know, bar, true same, We got St. Louis style Southern soul food And barbecue, you know mm-hmm. You're coming for that Southern soul food comfort Hospitality Then you might have a Texas style Then yeah. you might have a, You know, this Kansas City style You know, everybody has their own flavor So and, and when And people go for You know the That flavor That experience So they know what they're going for You know, like mm-hmm. So so it's to me. I don't look at even when I was in St. Louis. We had Miss um, Robbie, which was a mentor of my Sweetie Pies uh-huh. and us. You know, we sold a lot of the same stuff, fried chicken. We had a lot of stuff that was yeah similar. Even though we was a barbecue place, we had a soul food side. So, but I didn't look at. We didn't look at her as a competition because because you know what you going when you come to Rib Shack. And you know what you're going for when you go to uh, Sweetie Pies, you know. So right. it's like you know we got our own style of flavor, you know. And I
0: right, I, I think that's so neat because there's that that phrase out there: uh, "Rising tide lifts all boats," and like you're taking care of each other and, mm-hmm. and you're coming up yeah. together and supporting each yeah, other. Yeah, that's, that's what it's awesome.
1: about. That's what it's about.
0: Thanks for being part of our show. We're gonna head to a few messages, but Saturday Omaha will be right back with Jackie Robbins of Rib Shack. Last stop before the end of the show. If you've got value in your life from our show, be that entertainment, information, or maybe just a laugh, please consider sending value our way via Venmo or PayPal with at Fatterday Omaha. That's F A T U R D A Y O M A H A. And 20% of monetary contributions will go to a food based program or charity. Truly, thank you for listening and all your support. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and today we're talking with Jackie Robbins of Rib Shack Smokehouse at one zero eight forty one Q Street, Suite one oh five. Let's get to the show. You are a female pitmaster, yes. And so, speak to me on this.
1: Yes, I'm a female pitmaster. I I make all my my seasoning, my rubs. We always been in the business, and we always I always like train and my son and. Work, but this is I become hands on where I had to, you know, I'm I'm preparing my own pulled pork and my brisket, yeah. you know, and letting it cook and getting that technique, being trying to be consistent with what we do, you know, because uh, we already pretty much had a, we already had our our own uh, our recipes in place that you know we had so right. And I'm excited because this is going to be I'm going to be uh, in my first competition because I never we never yeah. did competitions, we, even though we were in the barbecue. We never because normally competition people, they start off competition and then they go to a restaurant or a food truck or something like that. Right. The competition is to build their momentum up to get to that so i'm doing the opposite we already have a momentum built up or you know where we have a, a restaurant right so now i'm i'm doing the competition side and it's fun i'm excited about it and i'm excited to to uh, connect with some other um champions yeah. like blaine uh, oh yeah. porky buzz he yeah, came blaine to our he's a great guy he came out to our uh, our opening when we open up, awesome. so that was really nice. So just the love, so I'm excited to connect with him and learn because I don't know about this is going to be my my first time in the competition, so I don't know all the techniques and and uh, so I'm excited. It's it's going to be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it.
0: Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, and see, that was actually one of the reasons that I, I got my my KCBS my my barbecue judge certification mm-hmm. because you you always. The dialogue online and social is always interesting around barbecue. Barbecue and pizza are yes. like so yes. polarizing yeah. topics, right? And it was like, well, this isn't a competition, or this isn't a competition. And I think Blaine would tell you that, you know, what's served in most restaurants is different than competition because mm-hmm. competition is very specific and mm-hmm. it's really focused on, and, you know, there's the presentation thing. And it was interesting to learn like things like, okay, you can only use greens green lettuce mm-hmm. in there for for your boxes you it to the judge you can't put any red lettuce in there mm-hmm. or pieces of foil because mm-hmm. that's it's marking and, mm-hmm. and it's so you you have to do all these different things so it was so interesting to learn all those those nuances mm-hmm. so um how are you prepping for this and and when is this competition uh, what it uh,
1: is uh let me tell you now. It's coming up in January. And,
0: oh, so really soon here then uh-huh. from the recording because we're recording in December right now. So depends uh, when this episode is yeah. released. The results may already be in. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's the end
1: of. It's actually the end of January. January twenty seventh and the twenty eighth. Okay, um, it's for uh, Saint John Community Outreach Church. Okay, they do like a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. So uh,
0: how cool. Is so that? yeah,
1: I'm excited about this. Last year, and because uh, last year we was uh, one of the pastors that's part of it. He comes to the restaurant, and we he was trying to get us involved. To, you know, it helps. It will help two People know more about us as sure. well. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And um, but that was around the time our son passed, so we weren't mm-hmm. able. We were out of town. We didn't get a chance to. So. I'm doing this for him. I love I'm going to yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to uh taking it all away. Yeah, That's taking awesome. it all away.
0: So what do you do you have your your meats picked out? What are you what Well, categories? they want
1: They're, you to do ribs, so I'm okay. going to do the ribs and I'm going to probably do uh pulled pork. I do pretty I do pretty good on all the meat. And we actually went to um, a class at helping you barbecue they're oh, really yeah, good I too love that so spot. if you stop learning you you know you really stay stuck you always got to stay learning and stay reading and and learning and stuff and, yeah. and it would be so funny cuz i i one thing a lot of uh um customers they come in and they be like before uh you guys here you know i didn't you know i just started um doing my own meat and you know and they come in and they be like i got i got this uh one uh Customer, he's a police officer. He brought his pulled pork. Taste this, oh. you know. It's <laughs> a, it's so funny. Like people, like really, they enter their barbecue and oh yeah, here and and there. And so that I love that about Omaha. They like I got this smoker and I do do my own pulled pork and, pork. and so I pour I I cooked about eighty pounds and oh my gosh, maybe you know. So yeah, it'd be fun to hear like what other people are doing and so that's fun and and talk them and you know people be they stick their chest out about what (laughs) my
0: barbecue my my rib rub whatever yeah
1: yeah so that'd be fun i like to hear Uh, those things too
0: that's that's great and you know when i was when i was doing the the barbecue class they brought in some folks that were uh competitors because Mm -hmm. it was neat for the competitors to hear how they're being judged so they Mm -hmm. understand that and then also the perspective of the what the competitors want to see and Mm -hmm. you know they just want to see fairness and and good opportunity and those kind of things but one of the things about the barbecue community from what i've seen is just that like you said how how people help each other you know you're probably not giving away your secrets on your rib rub Mm -hmm. but you're going to talk smokers and temperature Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. of these things and the investment that you know a, a barbecue competitor puts in to maybe just walk away with nothing mm-hmm. spending money on all the meats the travel the mm-hmm. the fuel mm-hmm. all those things it's a labor of love
1: yeah it is a labor of love oh my goodness and sitting around talking and meeting uh oh yeah yeah because I, I i've i've talked to him uh through through instagram but i'm waiting to meet big mo um Moulson. he's in uh he has us on a show Oh um, nice, okay. Yeah, and um he's in Iowa. Right on. So I'm wanna I wanna meet he does he's like one of the top competitions he won like 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 the all over, yeah. Just
0: we'll get with him and, and Blaine and, and you'll yeah, you'll be in good shape because yeah, 'Cause we've got yeah. some good competitors here too. Yeah, so. I see,
1: yeah, Blaine, yep. Yeah.
0: Dave Zorko here, taking a moment to mention that we have Jackie Robbins, owner and operator of Rib Shack here in Omaha on the show today. Her restaurant is newer to the area, but Jackie's no stranger to barbecue. As Rib Shack got its start in St. Louis, we've just begun our talk, so keep listening for more conversation. So, so you had mentioned somebody dropping in, saying, "Hey, you know, they're cooking, you know, eighty pounds of pulled pork or something like that." Mm-hmm. So, um, I was I was reading a book um, or an article about you know the type of practice somebody gets being in the restaurant industry, you know, you might be good making a, a chicken at home or cutting a couple of vegetables, but at restaurant scale, it's whole, it's different, right? Totally different. So much. So on just roughly, do you know about how many pounds of like, say like pork ribs you guys go through like in a day or a week or like how much meat are you guys mm-hmm. cooking?
1: <laughs> yeah, Right now we, we are at, uh, I was, we were, we had about maybe about 50 60 uh slabs oh wow yeah we doing about 50 or 60 slabs we ain't got to 100 or 2 we was in st louis we were doing 2 or 300 cuz our smoker can hold about 300 slabs that was going to be my next that. question how
0: much can the smoker yeah, hold but yeah
1: we doing we doing about half of that it varies sometimes we been 50 60 you know but um, which i'm grateful for because where we i'm grateful for where we are now because last year we were at maybe uh, i was doing Just, um, I might have been only doing twenty, you know, just for so so we have progressed, ramping up. So So I'm so thankful that you know it's progressing, you know, every every day, and um, that's great. Yeah.
0: That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And is, is the smoker that you guys have there, because it, it sits close to Rib Shack there, is that the same smoker that you had or one of them from mm-hmm. St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Malcolm and yourself now know that smoker real well, because that's one of those things that you got to learn how mm-hmm. it, it heats and cooks and where to mm-hmm. put things, right? Yes. So yeah. oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Well, before we kind of Wind things down here a little bit. I know we talked about a couple places that uh, you visited. I I know I bumped into you at Dirty Birds and and things like that. Anything coming up at Rib Shack? uh, You know, you got the competition coming Mm -hmm. and, and those type of things. Um, I guess anything uh, people yeah. should look out for next time they stop in.
1: Well, a couple of things coming up. we Holiday season, I'm doing my pineapple glazed ham that's Ooh. delicious. Yeah. So And fried and smoked turkeys. We got combos that they can get family meals um, that are really good. Uh, so we're preparing for the holiday season, holiday catering. But um, also we took that same momentum of being Im- impactful in the community and we're doing... We, we trying to do at least one fundraiser a month to try to help local nonprofits. And our fundraisers, we typically do an a all-day fundraiser, mm-hmm. and we give twenty percent. Um, we help them raise um, money, and we give twenty percent of what they raise back. Great! And they there have to they have to help promote it. Um, you know, and hey, got to get people there. Get people <laughs> there so they get the people there, and we gonna show up and make sure we got the food. And, yeah. It's a p- great partnership And uh, Another dear thing That we have To our heart Is This Saturday We're feeding The Ronald McDonald House Oh nice And we Used to do it In St. Louis We were We used to be One of those families That stayed at The Ronald McDonald House Cause oh, our son a Chance to give back Give back Yeah our son Had a birth defect And I was telling you We were traveling To Florida And we used to We yeah. started out In Baltimore The doctor That's where he Used to be at In Sinai Hospital And then he end up building his own institute in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh-huh. And so we would be that family that, you know, we would have to travel because he had this procedure done called limb lengthening, and we would have to travel every two weeks, you know, to the doctor. Oof. And that was expensive having a family already. And, you know, we right. this, we wasn't even in the restaurant field at first when he first started. So, you know, the Ronald McDonald House, that was a blessing, you know. You bet to be able to stay in not have to worry about you know, you already worry about your child and the the health and all yes. that. So um uh, when God blessed us, um, on the got us on the other side, we started giving back. We started in St. Louis, connected with the Ronald McDonald House there and we would get um we would merge with other partnerships with other business owners and friends and family to get mm-hmm. them to participate and do Food and toys. And so this Saturday, we decided we're going to be at the Ronald McDonald House serving Rib Shack. And we have partnered with the Salvation Army and they're donating toys to the kids. Oh, that's great. So, um, this is just, uh, who we are. And mm-hmm. we just excited to, just to be able to do these things and be a part of the community. So, um, we're looking forward to that. So that's, that's what we got coming up this month. I love um, it. And, yep.
0: and so if people want to, because by the, by the time they're going to hear our voices here, that event will have been gone. So if people want to keep track of what's happening at Rib Shack, whether that be helping the community or exciting specials or things like that, where can they find you? What's, what's your exact address and where should they find you in the, the World Wide webs to keep track of you there?
1: Okay. We are at 10841 Q Street, mm-hmm. Suite 105. Um, we are on the southwest side of of uh, the corner of um, 108th and Q. Perfect. And you can find us in the old Roxbury Plaza. Also, you can follow us on Facebook right now, uh, Rib Shack Smokehouse. Mm -hmm. And our website is uh, ribshacksmokehouse.com as well. So uh, just uh, look on all the social media platforms. You'll see Rib Shack or hashtag Rib Shack Smokehouse, and you will find us and see what's going on.
0: Perfect. I, I love it and you know the one thing is is I can I can guarantee if you walk in and Jackie Roberts is there, you're you're gonna get a smile in the door and when you try that food on your plate, it's very likely that you're gonna have a smile in your tummy too mm-hmm. because uh and and just just make sure you get some get some mac and cheese too for me if you like mac <laughs> and cheese because because like I kind of want some like right now. But um, so anyway, Jackie, thank you and 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 Malcolm who is is right here. You didn't get to hear him on the microphone, but I appreciate you both being here.
1: Thank you for having us. Oh,
0: it's been so good. I'm I'm so glad we got to make this thing happen. Yes. And I, I know you guys are busy with with so many different things. And and thanks for talking to me. Thanks for being yeah,
1: here. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate you. We're all you do, keep doing it. And keep eating. (laughs) All all right. I I, I will. I promise.
0: I promise. And uh, food definitely brings people together. It's brought us together. Yes. And uh, with that, we'll sign it off. I am Dave with Fatterday Omaha. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, We have Jackie Robbins of Rib Shack Omaha. And uh, until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha.
1: Eat this.